this? This is, this is Diversified, Diversified Game. 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 A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. Tyson. When you're going against the odds, you've got to be creative, you've got to innovate, you've got to stand out. And AL. Focus more on execution and application and less on excuses. So, let the game begin. Hey, it's Kellen. Tyson here, and today, tell we have a guest with us. And who might that be? Today we have a special guest that we met at podcast recently. Podcast. We always say podcast. podcast. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, dude. I know. You know what, Tyson? Yeah, you, you're right. I always call it that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I believe that. And I don't. Yeah, you got to. Um, you know, it's, it's edited, so don't worry. But even if it's not, it's still all good. But today we it's have funny. a fellow a fellow podcaster, Isba, from whoisisba.me. Check out the website. Hi, Isba. everyone. Hey, how you doing? Hey. Hi, how you doing? <laughs> Just a just a bundle of of energy, uh, is but I mean. So tell us what's going on since the last time we saw you, which was back in March. <clears throat> what's been going on with you? What's different? What's new? What's refreshing? What's exciting? Um, and and let people know why why should they care? Well, what's going on? Um, mm-hmm. Life, life, <laughs> life. What's <laughs> going on? Like honestly, um, at the podcast, um, um, podcast. Um, I guess I took that trip for like a breather, something fresh, something new, to see if you know this direction, career direction, will be you know fitting for me. And you know, you know, I met y'all too and a few other people there, which was really a breathtaking experience but you know the minute i came back home like everything else was just life you know applied mm-hmm. to several interviews of people calling me and you know just mm-hmm. getting myself back in order or some type mm-hmm. of order um personal life i mean just you know everything just coming everything. all at once i'm not gonna say it was bad <laughs> but just new perspective of things um, mm-hmm. doors, um, chapters in my life closing that either mm-hmm. I left open and it was closed mm-hmm. a while ago, but me closing it's <laughs> okay. like life, you know? Got you, got um, you, got you. Trying to, you know. Is, but give the, but give, y'all give the backstory just kind of how you, you ran into Isba because it, mm-hmm. I, I know I was on my way <clears throat> traveling um, but you know, and give, and I want her to give the backstory of who is Isba because this website, who is Isba dot me, it tells only like a, a little piece. You really have to like Isba. You really have to, you know, hone in and and say, nah, you're gonna tell me a story. Uh, but mm-hmm. y- y'all talk about how y'all even met at Podfest, like at this big conference <laughs> thing. How did y'all meet on the first day? Boom. And and Tyson, I believe um, you and Phil. 
met Isla with um, Morgan. Like, how did that yeah. all happen? So Phil, Phil met them first. So I'm going to let her tell that story, and then I'll tell the part where I actually came in. Okay. So <laughs> setting. <laughs> Uh, um, early, um, early um, yeah, gotta put setting. Um, early registration was like a day before the whole, um, event started. And, you know, I just remember I was there early. I couldn't even check into my room. So I was around the location and scoping out different, um, like the scenery, the, um, strip and everything. And when it was time for, um, registration, I just remember coming into the, um, Coming into the hotel, and while I was coming in, Morgan was getting out of her car. Mind you, I didn't know who Morgan was. I just remember another black sister there coming mm-hmm. out of her car and walking behind me. And we was entering in, and we just waiting in the lobby. And um, it was some type of, you know, I don't want to say struggle, but everything, it was a little behind. Time schedule was a little behind, so we were just waiting patiently. And I'm just standing there, and I just introduced myself to Morgan because, you know, I'm not a sister. It wasn't too many right. of, you know, too many um, mm-hmm. black podcasters. Um, but that's, right. that's okay. You get near, but um, I just introduced myself. Like, hey, my name is uh or I asked her um, what's her podcast about, and she told me, she gave me her name. She told me about mm-hmm. her podcast is Bottomless, um, Bottomless. I forgot the yeah, bottomless, bottomless, um, bottomless conversations. Yeah. Conversations, yes. Um, so I was like, oh, you know, and she's, you know, basically you talk about any anything is, you know, on, you know, the topic of discussion, and just made me think of other friends like that I, you know, went to college with. Like, oh, you'd be great to connect with my friend. She's into all this here, you, you know, and you know, just talking with her and. While I was talking to her, I seen Phil, Phil, you know, tall, black guy, you know, his mm-hmm. presence was, was very, you know, energy was seen from a distance. He wasn't close to us. He was like across the um, lobby where we was waiting. And when I seen him, because Morgan and I was talking, he was looking in our direction. He just walked across, introduced himself <laughs> from Houston, Texas. He gave us a background of his podcast and everything, and that's how we just started clicking, just conversation. He he mentioned um um he mentioned a few of his you know partners in 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 yeah. his um and you know who he he um collaborates with, with yeah. and works with. But um mm-hmm. that's how it started, just the conversation, and we just start talking about different topics and um. Then Tyson, you yes. you popped up. No, you ain't popped up. Yeah. Um, the conversation actually, he he mentioned your name, but then you appeared. And he, right, he, yeah, I'm like a genie. That's me. that's how I work. That's yes, you do. You are. <laughs> <laughs> like where you at? Oh, I'm here. Mm-hmm. I don't see you. Oh, here I am. Yeah, yeah. Here, here I am. Like boom, yeah. there there it is. There so is, yeah. yeah. So that's kind of, yeah, that's, that's, I guess that's the point where I kind of came in. I saw um, Phil talking to them. And at first I was like, okay, I'm not going to interrupt because I didn't know how, how long the conversation had been on. So I was like, I'm going to give it a minute. 
after about five minutes, I was like, all right, man, I'm about to jump in this because this is five minutes of me being quiet. I can't do that. Um, <laughs> and so then I was just like, hey, yeah, hi. You know, just intro. And from there, we just kind of hit it off. Um, right. Again, seeing that there weren't too many um, black podcasters around, uh, we wanted to kind of dive in and, and talk about that, like the stuff that affects us in the podcast community and podcast world. And, um, you know, got to eat eat together, go and eat Ethiopian food together, right, with um, yes. Phil, Morgan, uh, Brother Sharif, uh, right. and myself. <clears throat> Went to go do that. So that was all, you know, a, a fun experience to have together. It was Morgan's first time. So that was cool. Right. Um, and then, and, uh, we, and, yeah. We set up like, yeah. um, uh, oh, um but um, Phil was like, oh, we should come hang out, go to the comedy, um, see Arsenio Hall. Yep, like the comedy. comedy, yes. Yeah, we were just yes. like, we vibed off so well. Like, we were just yeah. like planning things together. Like, where were you doing this day? Oh, when exactly, where were you doing that day? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that was Kellen. Yeah, and actually it was Kellen. Um, that was where you got inter- interjected into the conversation before you actually got there was because we're like, uh, yeah, we're going to go to the, the Arsenio Hall comedy show um, over at the Improv um, in Orlando. And, and we're like, what are y'all kind of going on? And they're like, nothing. And started looking up tickets right then and there. And then yeah. we're like, yep. Bloop, bloop, bloop. the ticket. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And that was, that was all she wrote from that moment on. Um, and just, you know, navigated our way around the, the pod fest until Kellen mm-hmm. uh, arrived. And yeah. then that was and that was it. And that's when the fun really he, started, right? Was, and then he <laughs> arrived. He arrived. Right. <laughs> he showed up then. And his presence that was one. well known too. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That, that's but well. I, I, I thank y'all. <laughs> I thank y'all for that. I come in. I I come in quietly. I'm probably the most quiet in the group that we we had. We had a group, y'all. <laughs> I mean, it was like we were we were thick um, rolling yeah, around, we and we, we got we got other you know podcasters who were like minded, and I think that just goes to speak that with uh, unity we can all win because mm-hmm. and then you know even lovely T had joined the party, um, and so you have Phil from the Advice Show people. In case y'all don't know, when we say Phil, he he's been a guest. Depending on what point you're listening at, we have lovely mm-hmm. T. Both of these people together on one platform have over, you know, 2 million uh, subscribers. And we're just, you know, we're, we're doing what we can do. Um, and, and it shows just that how unity, we, we need to unify. We hear it, but when we do it, because there were other podcasters who, you know, they, we, I, we got everybody in the circle. But some folks, you know, wanted to, you know, do their own thing, which I get it. Some folks are very, you know, they, they suffer from anxiety and too many black folk, even though they're black, bother them. Mm-hmm. So, um, <laughs> you know, and, 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 no thing, need to and, well, and we didn't even, yeah. 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 And yeah. the funny thing is we didn't even have just black folks either. That was the, it started to, to snowball where people were like, oh, this group of black people hanging out together. I'm about to, about to roll with them. And we had, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple like white people come in the group and a Filipino chick at one point slide in the group. Um, it was it was definitely interesting to to see how us unifying at first brought in 
other people to go, well, what do they got going on? What, what's going on over there? And, uh, and talking to us and, and picking our brains about certain things. So I thought that was, um, that was interesting to see that dynamic play out. Right. Cause solo, you don't, you don't typically get that come over, but as a group, you get all the attention. You're like, why are they all, were they all together? Like, there's like 10, 15 of them rolling around. <laughs> well, I think that's just in black folks' nature. Like, we always gather together, and then people mm-hmm. see the dynamics in that, and they like, oh, mm-hmm. I want to be a part of that. They look like they enjoying each other's energy, their company. So it's just like, mm-hmm. yeah, like, I think that's just part of our, like, not even culture, mm-hmm. just tradition, like, going way back to, like, Africa. Like, we always mm-hmm. gather together as a group of people. Yeah, community. When yeah. We, Com- communities. Yeah. Right. You know? So. So. So now, tell us about because we we would be remiss not to mention the fact that Isabel, you're a graphic designer and a skilled one at that. So, oh, thank you. What's that journey? What's that journey been like for you to this point? Um, just you know, being a graphic designer, being a female graphic designer, being a black female graphic designer, um, entrepreneurial spirits popping up. Um, and talk about some of that journey because I know it's not easy to to kind of navigate those spaces both on the employment side and as an entrepreneur. Tell us your your experience. Well, my experience it's been a little struggle, but I think more so. Honestly, you gotta call a spade a spade. It's been more of a struggle with myself um, from day one when I graduated from college, got my degree and being around competitive creatives once i graduated i just had that 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 a weight of i'm not a great designer in the beginning so it took me a minute to like like actually actually build up my self esteem and as a designer even though if people seen some of my work I'm not gonna say I'm the best, but they be like, "Oh, you know, you have an eye." You know, I just, mm-hmm. I guess it's the struggle with myself not feeling like I'm the best, and the struggle with finding work. Is you know, we're in the age of you get work based on who you know, and mm-hmm. not your skill level. A lot nine nine out of ten, a lot of people in the industry is the first thing is who you know, and the next thing, oh. Let me see your portfolio or if you have the skill. So, um, and that's just not only just with me. It's several black artists. It, I feel like it's more struggling black artists than any other artist there is. <laughs> it, 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 it's crazy. But, um, yeah, and it's been like that for years. Like, okay. um. It's just yeah. I can only say my journey is was with me and um, <laughs> dealing with that journey of struggle of accepting that you know or telling myself no you 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 know you got to, you went to school you went to Pratt Institute you have these degrees you went through the the ups and downs and the competitiveness that of the school the professors pushing you. Why are you having this feeling? And sometimes I didn't, you know, really, I guess I didn't accept that, you know, 
I was good enough because I just didn't mm-hmm. see myself. Like, you don't see yourself. You still see the person, little girl, growing up in Harlem, moved to Staten Island, gotcha. then moved to Baltimore, raised in Baltimore. you just seeing, like, you're not good enough because you're just stuck in that, that mentality of, you know, I don't know. It's just it's just the struggle with myself first. I, I would have to be mm. honest. It's the struggle with myself okay. first. And I had people around me to push me in the beginning and push me in a way like, oh, you, you thinking that way? No, no, we ain't going to have that. I need you to do this for me. Do that for me. And that mm. kind of pushed me to do small startups or um, just small projects to build up my portfolio other than projects mm. from um, college. And um, when I look back, like, even though I took jobs that wasn't in my field as an admin, administrative assistant, mm-hmm. HR assistant, I still was working on or working in freelance, um, doing freelance work ever since I mm-hmm. came out of college. So I still right. have, like, a consistent pattern in in the um, creative industry as a designer, a graphic designer. And mm-hmm. I'm looking back, I, I'm kind of amazed. Like, I do have a graphic design, re- you know, resume. And I'm like, oh, I was doing a project every year based off, you know, mm-hmm. Even if it was small or big or, you know, I was doing something. So I was just kind of amazed about, about so, that. But. So now the the question here is because you're, you have, like I said, you have like entrepreneurial traits, right? Like mm-hmm. you, as a freelancer, you can, you can go and get work for yourself. You kind of have that ability. But like you said, you were, working in a field that wasn't in line with your degree, which by the way, was always funny to me because I, I honestly rarely run into people who are doing what their degree was for right. um, as an actual like job. Typically mm-hmm. it, I don't even run into a lot of entrepreneurs that are doing what their degree was other than graphic design. Like I do find a lot of graphic designers end up having their own like graphic design firm or something like that. But now, how are you? How are you looking at that when you say, "Hey, like I'm doing this thing that I didn't go to school for. My real passion is the graphic design side, and I'm finding projects to do." Um, how do you converge that into you stepping out 100% on your own, or is that the plan, or or are you are you like, "No, I just want to work at a graphic design firm." What's the what's the motive to keep going? And the motive that that keeps me going going is that it has to be something better than than what I'm doing that's not in my field. Like like I still can picture like I like I don't want to work for someone all the time. Like I still have because it's a lot of okay. I can give you an example. Working for a company and you can see all of their their flaws. When you see all mm. these flaws and you, you in your mind you can you have ideas that can better the company, even if you work for a company, you want to work for a company that you know that that's you know number one that's doing they, they damn mm. thing like they busting things out, but when you see the flaws and like oh, they could easily fix this if they just seen it or change their their thought process their their marketing and how they approach things differently mm-hmm. like. I that's what I think that motivates me because when I work at a company, I see the flaws and I want to fix them and help fix the flaws within the company to make the company better. 
I don't know. And then, yeah, just I end up getting disappointed because, you know, a lot of companies like the way they are because it makes them money for that for the company's pocket, but it's not helping or making the employees thrive as well, which make the money. I don't know. It's just... <laughs> well, when I tell you this is deep, like it's just so many layers to it. It's just so just yeah. So that's what we. I feel like that's what we often see though is that uh, companies get complacent, right? They they they're set. They're making their their money that they believe is good, mm-hmm. and then they look around and they don't see. They see the steps for improvement, and they could agree with you, and be like yeah, yeah. But because those steps don't lead to immediate revenue. Or they may take a little bit longer or some form of adjustment. They're like, well, eh, I mean, yeah, we may end up making another uh, million next year. But, you know, right now we just need this to be the focus because this is what keeps us uh, open, keeps our doors running and things like that. So it's always like a constant battle between present and future and how you're, how you're making those adjustments that may not make the may not make the most sense now, but you know they will make sense six months, nine months, a year from then, um, when you actually make that to make your employees right, like you said, thrive. Like this is good for the company, but your employee feels dead inside. You know, like if we can wake them up, they'll produce better, they'll behave better, they'll be happier, which means their productivity and efficiency goes up. And when that happens, mm-hmm. the company turns out more work. And they turn out better work for the clients, and the clients refer more people because now they're like, "Dang, this company's really knocking it out of the park." Like, right. they, and, but the problem, you know, mm-hmm. the problem is companies see employees as like, um, what's the word I want to say? Like throwaways. Like, oh, I could find another mm-hmm. you. Replaceable. Yeah, you replaceable. Get, replaceable. Right. And if they got to know the employees, they would realize each employee has their own unique, you know, thing about them. And they might not find another them. This person been with your company for 20 plus years. It's the reason why this Mm -hmm. person's around, you know. But Mm -hmm. what motivates me is that, like, I know it could be something better. I know that I, either there's a company out there that actually have the balance of employee employee appreciation and and thriving in a company and one of the best like like mm-hmm. yeah for the company and their employees like I yes. I do I'm on the like balance beam like I want to find a place that um a creative agency that you know that pushes out all this creative work to better I'm into like bettering the the world and having um right. putting a different message out there in a creative way. Like I don't know. But then I wanna have my own business. Cause certain things disappoint right. me and I just wanna be like, okay, forget this. I I should be just working for myself. <laughs> I'm on this like balance beam. Like whatever comes from yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a sign of an entrepreneur. That's the sign is because these companies, I mean, they all have flaws and companies, you know, they're not built for people to be there for 30 years anymore and retire. And the last Mm -hmm. thing they want, unless it's in a crisis, is a good idea. 
especially one that they haven't done before. And unfortunately, that's how, how they thrive. But it was not just a graphic designer. You know, I'm, I get my stuff straight from the KP Newswire, and she also <laughs> has done some acting as well. I kind of wanted what? to talk about you know, how, how her, her Dorothy days <laughs> in The Wizard of Oz. Um, oh because, God. you know, you, she comes off, you know, quiet, but she's not qu- quiet and she's not shy. So can you talk about, you know, acting in the past and if you, you know, are currently searching for any um, opportunities in that? Okay, I see you've been doing your research. <laughs> <laughs> that KP yeah, Newswire is the... Oh, my yeah, goodness. Yeah, yeah. Um... <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm an actor or actress. I like actress because it's just that femininity is just powerful. Mm. But anyways, um, I could tell you when I was working, um, when I was in school, college, I used to do work study, and <clears throat> I chose to pick the biggest work study um department that caters to helping the community. So it was a nonprofit um, organization called America Reads Counts. And basically, we basically go around in the community of Brooklyn and we tutor, help assist the teachers from like daycare up to like middle school. Yeah, middle school, we didn't have high schoolers, only on Saturdays. But we basically tutored, helped them with their homework, taught them reading, I mean, taught them Braille and um, sign language. And one year, my manager that's in charge of the whole department decided to come up with, you know, to put together a play. And she wrote the whole script. And since we were art school, um, each department, like we had tutors that was in fashion, film, um, graphic designers, whoever, you know, tutor, whatever tutors that was um, in their field, they had to partner up with two kids or a group of kids to teach them the skill. Like, so the kids that we tutored, if they was into painting, they had to partner up with um, tutors that has painting majors and they helped like paint the background, design the background with them. So it was really um like hands on. So when it came down to like filling the slots of the characters, honestly, I was the type of person I like, you know, I want to be behind the scenes. Like I'm graphic design, let me just do the flyers, posters, <laughs> and, you know, let me keep, you know, be part of my life and keep it moving. But my manager was not, no, she was not having it. She already said, oh, you're playing Dorothy. I was like, what, what? I was like, it's Peggy. No, I'm not. I don't, I don't, I'm okay without, I'm okay with not playing Dorothy. She was like, no, you're going to play it because you have this personality that you don't want people to see and you're going to play her. I'm like, she like literally pushed me like, no, you're going to do it. I was like, no, it's okay. I don't have, she's like, but what about the kids? She always ended up for the family. What about the what kids? What about the kids? You're not going to do it for the kids. And then when she say that, it's like, oh gosh, okay. Okay, I'll do it for the kids. And with that push, like, honestly, if she didn't push me 
Like, I wouldn't have done it. Like, honestly, I wouldn't have done it. That wouldn't have been an experience of mine. And I thought I would have been so, like, afraid. Like, we had three shows. We had two shows. We, we no, we did the show for three days. And we had two mm-hmm. shows within the first two days, morning show and an evening show. And then the last show was like an evening encore type thing. And okay. basically, like, the experience, like, I thought I was going to be afraid, stage fright, and all that stuff. And I, I really wasn't. Like, it just took more time out of my busy schedule of, you know, being a full-time student. But, like, it was a learning lesson, like, how quickly, mm-hmm. I noticed how quickly kids can look up to, like, a public figure. Like, gotcha. when I was doing that, just, and it kind of scared me, like, like, people know me as Dorsey. Like, after that, it, I wasn't as, but I was Dorsey. People see me in the street, mm-hmm. I would go walk around Brooklyn, and if their kids was part of um, the, the program or they came to the play and they recognized my face, they wouldn't have called me by my name. They'd be like, oh, Dorsey, you used to be in America East. It was just so, like, <laughs> it was a little, and then just, like, it was one scene, we were on the stage, and then we used the owls as the yellow brick road. And just how the kids just grabbing you, and they're just like, no, you're Dorsey. And it's just the feeling of how quickly people can perceive you as one way and then Mm. if you do something like kids will look up to a celebrity and if you do something like being yourself you're influencing young kids to do something in their life that they're not ready for you know what i'm saying like just how Mm. being an influencer can really affect other young people and how they think and how they move and just the feeling this was the energy and that energy just rubbed me wrong and I was just so like like taken back like mm, this is heavy this is a heavy energy I'm a little nervous mm-hmm. but it was a good experience learning experience okay. and to end on that but after the our last show you know we had to greet the kids and everything and I was just standing outside the auditorium on the campus. I looked to my left, and I I remember this like yesterday. Just standing there, kids come and hug me, and the teachers like, "Oh, you did a great job." Look to my no, it was my right, and I look up, and there I see the rapper Mano, and I was like, "Oh, hi, Mano." I was just like, "How did you know about our?" She was like, "Cause my son, you know." to school they come I was like oh wow I was like you know what my my manager would would be upset if we didn't get a picture together I try to get yes, all the photographers yes. attention and they didn't pay no attention I was like you know he was willing to take a picture and everything because I was like he was like but this is your day Dorothy you know he was real cool and respectful uh-huh. and I was like I was like you know what doesn't matter as long as I have the experience you're a really cool guy blah blah blah, blah. but yeah yep. I mean yeah, that was it. That was the only time. Nice. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't pursue anything else after that. It looked like you. <laughs> yeah, it looked like she was having a great time. And I mean, that might be something, you know, you, you may 
ones you pursue to get you, you know, just shake up things a little bit? Because one thing in, in talking with you, and, I, and the first thing I, I asked um, you to do was tell me your story, because I, I, I could sense one there. And, you know, in doing my research and in just hearing you talk now, it's the entrepreneur spirit. You know, you can look at someone's even even my own and yours. Um, you can look at our LinkedIn and say, man, can these people keep a job? Um, can they keep a job? Because I know people who've had a job for years and years and years. That hasn't been my case. And so I tell people, I must be a terrible employee, but a great entrepreneur because once people come, they usually stay, you know, or at least stay for a long time or till they run out of money. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, but that entrepreneur and, you know, that acting and, and different things, it looked like it fits you well. Um, so, you know, and that you. you are in your, your, your space and in your zone. Um, cause, cause it was like, she's just fun, you know, a fun person that you can go out I was I was thinking about hooking her up, but when she told me the story, I said, "Oh, hold on, hold on, it's not that time yet," because you know the day <laughs> doctor is always in; he's always ready. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it's not that time yet. A lot, a lot still going on. <laughs> Trying to focus on myself, mm-hmm. you know, get my stuff together. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So what? What? You know, you you have a lot of a lot of skill sets. Um, you've seen and with the graphics tell us about the podcast you know how's your podcast going what have you done since podfest um Mm -hmm. and what it what did you learn i'm sure chris would love to hear that from podfest oh okay so what a say that question one more time (laughs) okay no so 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 what's been going on since podfest with your podcast and and what was one of the things that you learned at Podfest, um, you know, that you did not know before uh, coming, attending? Well, what's been going on, honestly, I've been just recording. I, I haven't really put out my intro yet because I'm still in the, I guess, in the rough stage. I'm, I'm still putting my things, you know, my um, podcast together and my website together um, and trying to get some type of rhythm of organization of um, recording myself and then putting out content and designing. So what I've learned, I learned that I have to be very (laughs) um, time management, really. I think from when mm. it comes to podcasting, time management, and that's one of my weak, weak, thing, um, weekends, time management. So that's, I think that's the big thing, time management, because everything else that I learned from podcasting, like just with the marketing side, I kind of already knew that, and oh, and making, um politicizing a business when it comes to podcasting. But I'm in the early stage, so I'm trying to, you know, build a community or a, I don't want to say a following, but a community of listeners. 
that's where I'm at, mm-hmm. trying to build that up. And basically building content. I'm just, you know, whatever I experienced after podcast, I'm just in it. And it was really heavy on my heart. I just started recording. I felt like okay. recording that was a release on that right now. Okay, okay. So, so time management. I mean, so have you? Like, we we about to do some live uh, live strategy sessions, folks. Like, we about to do that real quick. So, let me ask you: um, Have you sat down and looked at your schedule and picked at least two hours a week that you can consistently say these two hours I'm going to do nothing but work on my podcast? That would be maybe a recording uh, for at least thirty minutes, and then hour and a half on the graphic design and, and, and uh, ancillary materials to go along with it, the collateral, like what have you done to try to manage the time, not just go, oh, I have time now. Like, has that? Oh, that's funny because that's what I was about to say. Like, I'll, I'll be like, oh, I have time. I'll wake up and I'll start editing what I recorded. And then uh, within an hour, I'll start to jump on design. Like, I'm all, I'm not going to lie, I'm kind of all over the place still. And I tried um, putting my calendar together, mm-hmm. like I have a, like a traveling calendar, and try to like give get a a visual of like this time I'm doing this, this time I'm doing that. But I tend not to go back to my calendar. Like I'm still in that <laughs> stage of like <laughs> I put it in yeah. my calendar, but then I tend not to look at I my calendar. <laughs> yeah, I still and it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> And, yeah, it's crazy. I'm still in the struggle of time management. But, okay. yeah, I literally, I mean, yeah, I, I look at time management. Yeah. I mean, I look at time management as as a, uh, it's like something you have, to, you have to do in order to have it, right? It's not something that you you don't accidentally manage your time well. Like it's not, it's not like, Oh, I'm just going to walk through life and and then serendipitously, um, you know, my schedule is just going to come together. Right. Like, so if I ask you, Hey, um, next week, Thursday, um, I have this event that I'd like you to go to. I'd like you to speak at this event and it's from seven to nine. Like you, I'll put that in my calendar. You'd put that in your calendar, but like, also, that's something that's out of left field. So let's just say you pick seven to nine as your podcast recording hours. And you're like, oh, seven to nine, that's when I do that. Like, you have to almost look at it from a job perspective. Did you give yourself a week to call out, two weeks to call out, uh, or schedule that? You know what I mean? Like, because people only value our time as much as we do. So if it's a priority, then you put it down as a priority and you, you make things work around that. And yes, you'll have extenuating, uh, extenuating circumstances where you're like, no, I really, I just can't, I'm I'm not going to do it this week because really I'm, I have to go, I'm going to go speak at this event because this event, speaking at that event will bring more benefit than sitting and recording at this time. And I'm already, you know, three, four episodes ahead. So it's not really like going to affect me, but you can't, consistently do that you know what I mean so um just I would say be more conscious about time management like 
if you've got 30 minutes a day, look at your calendar, look at your work schedule, look at your workload, look at your hours, um, look at when you sleep, look at, you know, hey, I brush my teeth for two and a half minutes in the morning and wash my face, take a shower for 10. Like, um, that's something that I will say the military uh, really, really had us. Right. The, the military oh really God. had us locked down that side of it. Not that I wasn't horrible with it before, but um, really locked that side down because we had to wake up at hey, 4.30 in the morning. You gotta, you get, you get the shower for three minutes. Like, and you got to be dressed in five. The bed needs to be. Oh, my Jesus. Yo, yeah. That's yes. why my father said that he knew I was not ready for no army. And when they tried to recruit me in high school, they wanted to speak to my father because they knew my father was going to convince me. And he used to be, when he got on the phone with the recruiters, he said, I know my child very well. She never, She always said she never wanted to be in the army. Now, I know I can't take no three-minute showers. <laughs> I take an hour. Trust like, Oh, no. Trust me. You oh, will figure out, like, that's the time, I'm telling you. you I will feel figure like I'm so dirty. Out. Like, oh you will God. be like, oh, no, you you will look, you will hit the hot spots, as we, we call it. Hit the hot spots. You know what the hot spots are, Isva? Yeah, the, where the sun don't shine. Boom, boom, exactly. Boom. Hit the hot yeah. spots and, and, then, and then just rub your arms real quick, rub your legs. And trust me, you will work it out. There, uh, because women go through basic training, go through uh, different duty stations and, and things like that. So, and um, there are women, and, and Isba, I'm going I'm to put this out there. Isba is the cutest little thing. I'm not saying that in the, like a bad way. I'm saying it in an endearing way. Like, mm-hmm. she's just so cute. And I, I'm telling you, there are women in the military with a lot more body to wash, Isba. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> really? <laughs> So at yeah, the end of the know. um, <laughs> so at the end of your training, do they do they body you know get a little fit or toned? Because you said they got a lot of oh, body. Yeah. To wash. They got a lot of body to wash as far like oh longer legs, longer arms. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they, you know they got some <laughs> things going on sometimes. But, so oh, you can you can I not saying you have that. to take three minutes, right? Not saying mm-hmm. you have to take three minute showers, right? But that's part of you know your your time time management skill, and I I know like for myself, I I like to take long showers. Like actually, I'll, I'll admit, since being a like when you get out of the military, sometimes you enjoy that. Even while you're in, when you have that time, you're like, oh yeah. Now that I'm out of basic, I'm definitely taking longer showers and um, and all <laughs> that. But now it's like I will say I'll listen to three songs in the shower, and I know so I listen to one. And I'm kind of chilling. I go now. That's the second song. I'm in the. I'm in the like. Okay, well, this is real. I, I really gotta get my scrub on. And then song number three hits, and I'm doing everything to prep, rinsing, check in, making sure my soap is out, all that stuff. And by the time that fourth song's about to play, I'm stepping out and drying. You know what I mean? So it's like that. I know that that's about nine to twelve minutes that I've been in the shower, right? Um, it's little things like, and I use music a lot to kind of keep time because I just, it's more enjoyable for me. I know Kellen mm-hmm. wakes up his girls with lovely music every morning to, you know, start their day off right. So, you know, so I just, I use that. So when it comes to time management, I still organize it, right? I, I typically know when I'm going to take a shower. Um, obviously I have impromptu showers. I'm not like super rigid, but I'll be like, all right, so 
you know, every other every other day I have to guarantee that I'm I'm in that I'm in there getting it in. You know what I mean? Okay. <laughs> so and but what time is it gonna be? Is it gonna be at the night? Is it gonna be in the morning? Like you kinda, you know, figure some of that stuff out. Um but yeah, your your work schedule if that's consistent and that's what your your income comes from, then plan your other stuff around that because not saying nothing else is important, but your your money's locked down. The, the stuff you need to pay the bills, that's that's locked in. Almost everything outside of that is sleep and fun. If you really think about it, everything outside of that is sleep and fun. Seeing your family, that falls in fun. You know what I mean? And not saying it's not important, but that falls in fun. If I if but podcasting takes a step above that fun fun because it can potentially become something or your freelance graphic design you're like hey listen this is when my hours are for that like just think about it this is what i'm saying think about it sit down really consciously plan it and and you don't have to always look at your planner once it becomes a routine you start to just know you know what i mean you start right. to just know so i wanted to say yeah. something because i it was going back to a question y'all asked because i really mm-hmm. I be trying to keep myself busy now this time around that um, I totally forgot <laughs> that I was doing this. But one thing I I actually start doing after podcast um, podcast, um, mm-hmm. um, I started taking these free classes from um, New York City offers free business classes. So I've been like attending these free business classes um, for the past couple of weeks. So I've been doing that because. I just have this, like, in the borough I live in at the moment is, you know, doesn't have an art scene or an art community. So I was just like, also, like, oh, we need, I need some type of creative, like, group in this borough. Also, I I started, actually, I started um, teaching before I went to um, Podfest, um a Saturday class for, like, an hour to, like, third graders to fifth graders. So, I yeah, I have been doing stuff. I'm the type of person, I, I, it's just, to me, that's just life. That's just part of life, and I don't really talk about everything because maybe, I, you know, once again, you have to see yourself as, oh, you're doing something, you know, keep yourself busy. Like, one of my good friends <laughs> went out to eat, and she just kept on saying, like, she's so proud of me and so proud of me like I'm keeping myself busy. I'm doing this, keeping that. This time around, she's so proud of me. She heard the teaser, and they were just like, "Oh, this, this is you." I like uh, just hearing your voice. Like you feel comfortable, and I was just like, you know how you don't see yourself in a certain way, and you hear someone talking um, about you in a certain regard, and you like, what are you talking about? I'm just being regular. Um, I don't really think I'm doing too much. I, I'm I'm in the house most of the time. And she was like, No, you you keeping yourself busy. Doesn't, you know. But anyways, sorry, I had to digress gotcha. back to the next question. Not just busy, weird. but all like meaningful, that. you know? Say that again? Yeah, both just Oh, Not just busy, I said, I said we all feel like that. Yeah, we all feel like that. Tyson wished he closed on his house a week ago, and he, and it's like, right. what am I doing? You know, <laughs> I, I I feel I get that feeling all the time, and people have to say, oh, you're doing too much, and I'm like, I'm doing too much. I'm not doing enough. Like time is ticking. <laughs> uh, we we gotta go. 
you know. Right. Um, and, I, and, and sometimes I feel like there's never enough going on uh, because I've never said, hey, we got to slow down because we'll slow down naturally. Just, you know, things will happen where it just won't be as exciting as it once was. Whatever that high is, like PodFest, that was a good high. That's so much Right. Oh, yeah. my God. I didn't think I would ever – well, I, I didn't think – I don't – I didn't go to PodFest to – I don't know how to say it, like, but – I really felt so comfortable there. Like, I found my own way around if um, we wasn't going out. Like, I was, like, very relaxed and, like, fulfilled. Like, I don't know how to explain it. But, yeah, I enjoyed myself and the group of people, y'all, and whoever was willing to join us just, you know, I really did. Absolutely. And I – I don't mind doing it again. But anyway, I'm sorry. Digress. I digress. <laughs> digress. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I really enjoyed myself the podcast. Absolutely. So before before we wrap up here, I do want to give the one last shot for Kel to say or get anything off that he wants to get off before I ask my my final dagger. Well, I would just say is we keep doing your thing, keep being you, uh, you know, on the journey that you're on, keep writing, uh, keep creating, and, and don't don't stop because uh, for, you know, we, we look at certain personalities sometimes and we're like, whoa, that person is really making it on whatever platform they're on. But that's because they took the courage to go and speak to the public about things that many people will hold in. And there's so many people like a Isba who, you know, have a great personality, a great uh, look where people say, hey, who is that? That, you know, that reminds me of somebody I don't know. But that person won't tell their story, won't tell their testimony, won't tell their truth. And so I'm just so happy that you 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 are and just to keep pushing and and you know let us know what's going on what's new and uh you know we, we're gonna say um we, we we keep talking about keep talking about you and even we keep I, we keep talking about that hotel never stay in a hotel like you stayed in oh hotel. my <laughs> god that hotel <laughs> <laughs> listen Oh, I would never compromise ever in my life. A, a, one of my good friends would basically be like, oh, you don't need an expensive hotel. You're not, you're only going to go there to sleep. You're going to be so busy at this conference and meeting people. Oh, Lord Jesus. Oh, I should <laughs> never listen to that person because I ain't never in my life seen so many roaches. <laughs> <laughs> it was just she terrible. was at the Roach Hotel, not Motel. Roach, Roach Hotel. Hotel. Roach Hotel. Anyways, that's another story to talk about. Cause <laughs> that was the only bad experience going to Orlando in the Tenant Podfest. The hotel that I picked that I should have never picked. <laughs> Anyways. Psychrat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, lesson learned. And so. My uh, final question is, um, 
what philanthropic or charitable effort um, do you want to give back to or are currently giving back to that you want people to know about? A charitable, like, nonprofit that I'm giving back to? Yeah, either oh the nonprofit God. or a cause or anything that you at either the moment, are giving back to be, or want to. Um, at the moment, I'm telling you, be honest with you. At the moment, I'm not getting giving back to nobody at the moment, but of course that I want to. So, like I said, I'm starting these, this business class. Like I want to, what I want to do, what I foresee, I want to actually put together classes for, you know, young creatives and um, young artists and so they can have a space where they can feel free to be themselves and create um, from painting, drawing, to digital design, you know, like open space. Okay. They feel free. But at the moment, I am not because I'm so busy trying to get myself in order. And that's just for real. you um, can't put on you can't put on their mask until your mask is on. So that's that makes right. sense. Mm-hmm. My mask need to be completely. <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying it got it. Okay. Like I learned that's one learning lesson I I learned a while ago. But that's another story to tell. Okay. Okay. All right. So. Well, and just let everyone know where they can find you before we before we go. Okay, you can find me on all social media platforms from Instagram, Twitter, YouTube at who.is.isba. Um, and check out my website at who.is.isba.me. Um, and, yeah, just look out for any latest content. Just give me a minute, you know, I'm trying to get myself together. All right. Well, thank you very much for coming on, Isba. We appreciate you. No problem. So I think this is a good place to stop our dialogue for this episode and allow you, the listeners, to join the conversation and keep the dialogue going with us online. You can do so by visiting our social media at Facebook, Diversified Game Podcast, on Instagram and Twitter, Game Diversified, online, diversifiedgames.com. In your life with the people around you and or join our Patreon and get some nice perks for being involved. If you found a nugget and or like today's episode, you might as well leave a review. And if you leave a review, you might as well share it. If you share it, you might as well subscribe. And as always, thanks for your support. Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversified Game Podcast with Kellen, Tyson, and A.L., the number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit DiversifiedGame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.